good morning. Well, I get the joy of speaking on Mother's Day. Isn't that a blessing? And um, it really is. It's a day to celebrate and to honour uh, mothers, our mothers, all mothers, grandmothers. And um, do you know, in 2004, I just had a thought, in 2004, to celebrate its 70th anniversary, the British Council decided to compile a list of the 70 most beautiful words in the English language. And they surveyed a whole lot of people. And do you know what the most beautiful word was? Mother. Good girl, Minnie. <laughs> Mother. Can you put that word up? Mother. Yeah, look at that. And, you know, in three weeks' time, um, my mother will have gone to be with the Lord eight years ago. I can't believe it. So this afternoon we'll go to the grave and and I will thank God for my amazing mother. She wasn't perfect, believe it or not, <laughs> but, oh, she loved us. And, uh, do you know, um, I want to honour her. Put, put the next slide up if you can. Um, there she is. Not as many of you would remember her, but there's the twins. I don't know which one I am, to be honest. But I tell you, the little dog, the duck, the, the ducks, and at the bottom, Hamish, had a nervous breakdown when Penny and I arrived. <laughs> they took him to the vet and they said, have you got young children? Yes. And, uh, he's had a nervous breakdown. Oh, dear. He recovered, though. <laughs> Um, flick to the next slide, if you will. Uh, many of you will remember my mum and dad like that. Beautiful. There she is, 70 years of mothering. Oh, and she never stopped. You know, she would always be mothering me. And uh, I am just so blessed. Uh, I had a dream of being a wife and a mother from a very young age. And as the years went by, well, I had a wonderful promise that I would be from God. But as the years went by, suddenly I'm, not suddenly, there I am at age 30, still single in Borneo. You can flip to the next one. And actually that's in Cambodia, Malaysia, I think. But that's me at 30. And um, my 30th birthday, I'd actually left um, Kuching and gone across to Singapore, Malaysia. And I'd been robbed on the, pla on the uh, bus. And I was feeling vulnerable. And uh, a beautiful older missionary couple took me under their wing and said, "Come, you can come and stay with us in our hotel. And I said, thank you so much. I said, it's just not being a very good day and it's my birthday. And then I remember I cried and I said, actually, it's my twin's birthday as well. And it's the first birthday we've ever spent apart. And so they... She slipped out and bought me an ice cream cake, and then they paid for me to make a, call, make a call back home to talk to Penny, who was here with four beautiful children. I got off the phone. I felt so alone. I can't describe the um, desolation I sort of felt. I just felt so alone, and I got on my knees, and I had a bit of a pity cry, <laughs> and I remember thinking, perhaps I'll never get married. I didn't know I was waiting for Chris to grow up. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> I began to think, uh, that day I thought, maybe I'll never be a mother. 
maybe I'll never have children. And if you turn to the next slide, look at that. Imagine if God had said, actually, Rose, have a look at what I've got planned for you. Oh, I would have wept then. I would have thought, he's so handsome. <laughs> look at them all. Three boys, three girls. But he didn't tell me, and I just had to trust. And um, But so I don't take motherhood for granted. I, I feel thankful every day that I have found a good godly man, and I am the mother of six beautiful children. And uh, one of my greatest joys is when I go traveling um, and you write occupation, I write mother. Yeah, I could write what? Writer or nurse. I write mother because it's the best thing I've ever done. Um, uh, I remember when mum was at, at, at um, Selwyn Park, the, you know, the older woman, there was one woman there, she always cuddled a teddy and she'd always be saying, I want my mum. I want my mum. It's, it's, and my mother asked for her mother too as she got older. Yeah, it's beautiful. Um, Catherine Booth was the, married to William. You can, next slide. Um, she, they founded the Salvation Army. And on her deathbed, Catherine Booth said this, gathered the people around. She just said, try to raise up mothers. Mothers are the want of this world. This world needs mothers. And it's true because mothers are to love, they're to care for, they're to nurture, they're to guide and teach and raise children who will know what it is to love God and serve him. So there's a whole crazy stuff going on in our world and it's going against everything that God put in place. Are they trying to pull down the whole thing of motherhood and they, they tell us if they feel sad that we're, um, oh, you're at home with your children. Oh, gosh, how sad, you know, not at all. But anyway, um, <clears throat> dads, I want to just talk to you because it's so important, not just today, thank you, Isaac, every day, honour the your wife and the work she does with your children because sometimes it can be gruelling. Sometimes you're just exhausted and you think, I, all I seem to do is change nappies, clean dirty faces, and uh, what, clean up messes, and it can seem a bit nothingish. But honour her, celebrate her, especially today. Treat her. Now, I'm going to create a mother acronym. You know where you take the first letter, the letter, each letter, and make another word. And I said in the early service, dads, you could get a piece of paper and write mother or mum, or mummy, mama, whatever, and then let your children write something about their mother from those letters, um, and it will be lovely. So, but I'm going to do it, and we're going to start with the first one, thank you, and that is M for mother, click to the next slide, and I've put miracle. I could have chosen anything, these are random, these are just what came to me, but miracle, the miracle of motherhood. Uh, the next slide says Ecclesiastes. As you do not know the path of the wind or how the body is formed in a mother's womb, so you can't understand the work of God, the maker of all things. It is a miracle how babies are formed. 
It's a miracle. And as a young maternity nurse, I still remember, I, I'm a registered general nurse, but back then maternity nurse was part of it. And we had to deliver seven babies at least. And this particular birth was the first birth I ever attended. I still remember, I can picture the room, and I wasn't delivering it, I was helping. <clears throat> but when this baby was born, honestly, the tears were just pouring down my face. I couldn't stop them. The father was crying, the mother was weeping, the baby was crying, <laughs> I was crying. And I just felt like I was in the presence of God. Honestly, it was unbelievable. And I remember my mentor, the, 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 the midwife, looked up at me and she grinned at me and she said, it's okay, Nurse Harris. We've all done what you've done. We've all cried at our first, not just the first birth. It is wonderful. If you flip to the next slide, there's a, slide, there's a beautiful scripture there. Um, from Psalm 139 should be. For you created, God, you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place. When I was woven together in the depths of the earth, your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book. Isn't that amazing? Before one of them came to me, how precious to me are your thoughts, O oh God. If I were to count them, they would outnumber the grains of sand on the beach. Oh, boy. That is the precious miracle of God. Now, if you turn to the next one, I've just got a few photos here. Look at that, 16 weeks. It's a miracle. Praise God what's happening over in America that they might be overturning the abortion. Flick to the next one. I think it's um, 20 weeks. Look at it, 20 weeks. Next one is 24 weeks. Look at the smile. You know, God created the womb to be the safest place in the world. And the next one is very special. Next slide. Look at that. That's my grandbaby. Opie, that's Anna in mummy's womb. Turn to the next one. There's Opie cuddling Anna. Anna Rose. It's a miracle. Everyone say it's a miracle. It really is. It's a miracle, and um, oh, we should rejoice in it. Okay, going back, next slide, I've taken O to be others. Do you know, parenting, motherhood, is a crash course in selflessness, dying to self, um, sacrificial love. You know, you, you're desperate for a good night's sleep, and you know that a little person is going to need you. Maybe at two o'clock, maybe at five o'clock, and then <laughs> it's other. And I remember when I was a young, um, footloose and fancy free, 21 year old, I would just decide on a whim, I'm going to go to the beach. And literally, I'd whistle my dog, Abby, 
I'd um, throw a few clothes into the, a bag, jump in the car. The windsurfer was already on the car. And within five minutes, I'd be out the door. That all changed when Josiah came along. <laughs> Suddenly, everything, departures were slow. <laughs> Nothing was easy anymore. Everything recentered. And it makes you realize how egocentric you've been before. Suddenly, all you're thinking about, all your thoughts, everything is about this little wee boy that's come into your life. Chris and I just were focused, gave everything to caring for him, feeding him, nurturing him, our helpless wee baby. Our nights were broken, shattered. Our house was messy, but we loved it, didn't we, darling? <laughs> Barbara Johnson's a bit of a, uh, she's a great author, but she said, if motherhood, if it was going to be easy to raise kids, it would never have started with something called labor. <laughs> it's hard work being a mother. Um, if you flick to the next slide, um, yeah, I've just read about a, a, a young a, a lady whose mother had this painting on every wall, not every wall of their house. Every time they moved house, this painting would go and be hung on a wall. And it says, content to sacrifice my time to meet my child's needs. Wow, isn't that amazing? It's self, dying to self, caring for someone else. And um, it's giving, 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 day by day, night by night. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Sarah. You know, it's your giving. You're giving of yourself, your time, your energies. And it is the most beautiful picture of the love of God. You know, some of you will never necessarily be a mother or be a parent, but you can know the love of God, which is the father's love and the mother's love. And we'll talk more about that later. Um, if you quickly put up the next slide. Um, there's a beautiful verse, I'm not going to read it for time, but Philippians talks about Jesus emptied himself. And, and honestly, when you, when you become a mother, you empty yourself um, of your own plans and desires and needs and wants. You, you're emptying yourself and you're giving, giving, giving all the time. And that's exactly what Jesus did. He gave the ultimate. Um, I'll just say here, I, I've read a beautiful verse about Paul is sending greetings, and he says, uh, greet Rufus and his mother also, because she was as a mother to me also. Isn't that lovely? The, post, the Apostle Paul had another mother, a spiritual mother, who nurtured him and loved him and cared for him. So some of you will become spiritual mothers, and that is so important, so needed. Okay, if you turn to the next one. Oh, yeah, next scripture. Oh, I love this. Just as a nursing mother cares for her children, so we cared for you. This is the Apostle Paul talking, because we loved you so much. There it is. That's why God sent Jesus to die for us. Because he loved the world so much. That's why a mother will get up all through the night caring for a child because she loves so much. And we were delighted to share with you not only the gospel of God, but our lives as well. 
If you turn to the next one, there's Jesus wrapping a towel around his waist and washing the feet of his disciples. He set an example, folks, to love and to serve and to give. Um, 2004, same time when they were, same day, that's what I was thinking, same year that they did the most beautiful word. 2004 was the Boxing Day tsunami. And I saw an image in the news, which many of you will have seen. Did anyone see this image? Okay, you're seeing it now. (laughs) Because there's the tsunami rolling in, and we know it was going to take a huge toll. The boat being crushed in it, everyone running running, fleeing for their lives, except one person, a woman who's running to her children, running to try and save her children. I actually cried when I saw that and read the caption. She was a Swedish woman, and she was running to try and save her family. That's her husband and their two sons and her brother. And uh, it is it was the picture of a mother's love that would risk everything. You want some good news? Okay, you don't, right? Oh, you do. (laughs) They all survived. Isn't that amazing? I mean, people were sure that they would have died, and then the reports started coming out. Actually, they all survived. Isn't that wonderful? Mothers. Okay, the next one is T for time. And I just want to say, Is there a better thing to give your life and your time to? Mums, I'm talking to you now. Mothering. Your days are full, yes. But what you're giving yourself to is so important. You know, my mum, 70 years of parenting, when I would go up to be with her uh, when she was in the hospital, she was still a mother, always a mother. Darling, are you warm enough? She'd say to me, almost every day I arrived, you know, are you warm enough? Have you had have you had something lovely to eat for lunch? You know, she's always thinking, always asking, is there someone I need to pray for, you know? Oh, Proverbs 30 says, if you can turn to the next one, her children rise and call her blessed. That's what we need to do today. If your mother's passed on already, Rise up and still call her blessed. Thank God for her. Um, Time. Don't resent the time you're spending with your little ones, mums. It can be so all-consuming and almost smothering sometimes, but it passes so quickly. Look at all mine. They're all grown up. They're not sort of fighting to be the ones sitting next to me anymore. Come on, Jake. (laughs) <laughs> Sam used to roll over me while I was trying to feed Jacob and dad. My mummy, my mummy. <laughs> oh dear. Look, um, how many of you saw the, the TV ad? You know, we, a, a, a father is teaching his teenage son to drive and they finally go and the, the son passes his restricted driving license and the video, the, the, um, ad had the father going, yippee! And he presses the eject button and goes flying out of the car. <laughs> and then there's a serious um, part to it. They, the whole message of the ad was, don't 
abdicate now. Your teenager needs you more than ever before. Drivers on a restricted license are seven times more likely to be involved in a fatal or serious crash than any other drivers. Isn't that amazing? So your teenagers need you. Don't resent the time that your teenagers need. Give yourself, give yourself to it and um, stay connected. Um, if you flick to the next slide. Harting, yes, I'm getting all muddled up in my pages here. Harting, I've talked on before here, I know, when we're building uh, stone walls, all the beautiful stone walls. I have a passion for stone walls. And I told Chris, all I want for my birthday is rocks. But he hasn't done it yet. <clears throat> I want rocks so I can build a stone wall. And um, But do you know the amazing thing in building these stone walls with a big base, you know, and then strong foundation stones, which is what parenting is, is giving your children the the right foundations for their lives, teaching them about God, teaching them a word, um, and then choosing good stones. But a, an important process is in the next slide, which is hearting. Isn't that a beautiful word, hearting? And it's such a beautiful analogy of relationships that the, this is an important part of building a strong, a strong stone wall getting little rocks and putting them in the middle. And those little rocks shuffle down and they they send the weight down and they make a strong stone wall. Now, don't ever underestimate the little things that you do. Hundreds of them in a day. The little expressions of love. It's hearting. The little cuddles. The little stories. The little... Times of listening to a child trying to tell you something. The little acts of love, they are so important. You are hearting. So think about that this week. And that often can be little things that maybe seem, um, you know, they're, they're so often that you can um, sort of not realize their value. They are really, really important. Tucking your child into bed at night when all you want to do maybe is sit in front of the TV. Get up from the TV, go and kiss them goodnight, sing their lullaby, tuck them into bed, whatever, pray for them. So important, you're hearted. Okay, E, we're going back to the next one. I could have chosen so many here, um, but I've chosen enjoy because this is such an important thing. The next slide says Psalm 113. He, God, settles the barren woman in her home as a joyful mother of children. Isn't that lovely? And I've put this photo up of my mum. I love it. Laughing. She used to laugh like that and tinkling sort of laugh. She laughed a lot. I remember mum laughed a lot as, as we were growing up. She was a joyful mother of children. There was a time when she, she had one child at 22 and then dad was a pilot in the war and was called away. So she was a solo mum for two years and they were hard years. And um, without going into it, dad had a very difficult time in the war, as everyone did. When he came back, he was traumatised. And uh, he said to mum, 
I don't want to bring any more children into this terrible world. Now, he'd walked away from God. He'd had an early encounter with God in his 13. But so for 10 years, mum longed for children, but dad didn't want to have children. So then came the day when dad was out sailing. He was a keen sailor, and a boat went past him, and a man was whistling. And he was whistling an old Sunday school song, Wide, wide as the ocean. Do you know that one? High as the heavens above. Deep, deep as the deepest sea is my Savior's love. I, though so unworthy, still am a child of his care. For God's word teaches me that his love reaches me everywhere. And Dad gave his heart back to the Lord. He let go the feeling of shame and that unworthiness that he'd felt, and he had an absolute um, re-encounter with God. He went back and he said to mum, let's have some more children. And I'm so glad he did. (laughs) And mum became this joyful mother. Um, Look, don't let this world try and rob you from the joy of mothering or parenting or family. You know, we've become so corporate and so um, modern. You know, family is not what it should be. And they're trying to strip us of just the joy. Oh, you're only a mother. Come on. No, we are doing the most important thing and um, rejoice in it. Enjoy your little ones when they're in arms. You know, I ring Sarah every day. How was your night? Oh, well, you know, I was up here and here and here, you know. I remember those days. But they don't last, do they, older mums? They become, they become little toddlers and then they, they just, soon they're shaving, wearing makeup. Oh, so just enjoy it. Enjoy every bit of it. Enjoy your older, um, your older, Teenagers, do things with them. Go on adventures. Plan wonderful things. Enjoy motherhood. Enjoy being a family. Um, hold your family together. You know, when your teenager might just, all they want to do is spend time with their friends. That's not right. It's got to be a balance. But make it fun to be together as a family. You know. Um, and most importantly, in, rejoice in those exciting times, but also just the everyday routine of family life. The little pajamas. I used to love, we'd hang out in winter. I would hang all their little pajamas like this around the fireplace. And that's still a beautiful, these six little pairs of pajamas. Oh, and Chris grabbing, getting them out of the bath and slinging them in a towel and swinging them around and throwing them on the couch, you know. Ah, so many wonderful things. Enjoy it. But I will just say here, turn to the next slide. This is a Calvin. Uh, Is it Calvin? Yeah. You know, I love this. Hi, it's me. (laughs) Your big accomplishment in life. And the next slide, I'm depressed, (laughs) she says. It can feel like that sometimes. There are hard times in parenting, and I acknowledge that today, that Mother's Day, I was just talking to someone yesterday, Mother's Day 
was one of the hardest days of the year for me because she has children, but they've um, hurt her, wounded her. They've cut her off. They don't. She doesn't even know where they are. She won't hear from them. No nice messages. It's a painful day for some people, but don't give up. Keep praying for your children. No matter where they are or how far they are from you, keep praying for them. Keep loving them. Keep the light on outside. Yeah. Okay, quickly. R, I think we're up to mother. And I've put release because um, this is important. Someone said, when we've been um, preparing our children to walk away from us from the very first day they took their first steps and we clapped and cheered and helped them. It's destined to be. We nurture them, we care for them right under our wings for so long and then we release them and that's good. I remember, Joe, you might remember this, um, he was about to go to university and we went to see Toy Story 2 or 3. I don't remember. But it's the boy has grown up and he's not taking his toys to university. Funny that. And um, I just sat there and I just cried the whole way through. I was thinking about Joe leaving and I felt like sobbing and wailing in this movie. Everyone else is laughing. <laughs> it's a difficult time, but it's a beautiful time. And um, I wrote a song when Ellie um, was packing her bags because... She, Katie had left, lots of tears then, and then you recalibrate and look forward to them coming home, and then Ellie's leaving. Oh, and I sat on her bed and I watched her pack. Let, let me read it. I sit on your bed and watch you pack. Take down your paintings from the walls. You empty your desk and chest of drawers. Excited, you chatter through it all. And I sit and listen with an empty heart. Try to silence my dread. This time's been coming since the day you were born, but still catches me unprepared. You're 18 and dreaming of the future. You're ready to take wings and fly. And it goes on. And what? how am I going to do? What, how am I going to cope with it? I'm going to remember you in my prayers. I'm going to uh, look forward to every time you come home. And I will cherish each and every memory and laugh with joy in future's face. It's this mother's releasing, praying for it. If you flip to the next slide, I think there's a picture of a book. Yes, I read this great book. It's a good book about her childhood growing up in New Guinea. A fence around the cuckoo. Isn't that interesting? She um, quotes a quote about the three wise men of Gossam, which is a sort of take because they're really foolish the three wise men of Gotham loved the spring so much and could not bear to see it depart, so they built a fence around the cuckoo. You know, just so ridiculous. But when I read it, I had a burst of self-realization. I thought, oh, my goodness, that's me. I love At the time, I was nearly ending my homeschooling, 24 years, loved it so much. And I didn't want it to end. I was building a fence around my cuckoos. <laughs> and then I realized, no, we've got to let them fly, let them soar. Henry Ward Beecher said this, there are two 
lasting bequests that we can hope to give our children. One of these is roots. The other is wings. The roots are teaching them about faith and God and um, loving them. And the other wings, releasing them to go and do what God's called them to do. Now, I just want to finish with just a few scriptures. As we celebrate mothers and your mothers and being a mother, hoping to be a mother, whatever, a spiritual mother, but we can celebrate the tender love of God. Now, we know the prayer, our Father who art in heaven. But do you know he has a mother's heart too? God has a mother's heart. And he uses the metaphor of a mother through the Bible to describe the way he loves and cares for you, for me. And I'm going to show you a few. Isaiah 66, as a mother comforts her child, so will I comfort you. Think about that. Remember that when you're grieving and hurting. Realize that God wants to comfort you like a mother. Can a mother forget the baby at her breast and have no compassion on the child she has born? Yes, even these may forget, but I will not forget you. See, I've engraved you on the palms of my hands. God loves you more than any mother in the world could have loved you. He loves you tenderly, gently, beautifully. Um, The next verse says about Jesus, uses the metaphor of motherhood, a woman. His his friends were grieving. He was saying, look, I'm going to die. I'm going to go. And Can you imagine how deeply grieved they must have felt? But he says, a woman giving birth to a child has pain because her time has come. And we all nod. No, you don't know. <laughs> but the mother's nod. But when her baby is born, she forgets the anguish because of her joy that a child, her child, is born into the world. So with you, Jesus said, now's your time of grief, but I will see you again and you will rejoice and no one will take away your joy. Isn't that beautiful? Using the picture of a mother. Now, um, put up the next slide. Obi, have a look at this. Look at this slide because that is Obi when he was a little baby. That's in lockdown. He's a little baby. And you know how you want to pick up a little baby and put them to the cheek? That's exactly what God does. I led them with cords of human kindness, with ties of love. To them, I was like the one who lifts a little child to the cheek when I bent down to feed them. This is the love of God the tender love of God, and um, he wants to cherish us and embrace us. Um, The last slide shows a picture of Jesus with John and Mary. Do you know who's beside Mary? Does anyone know this from Scripture? It's her sister. Isn't that beautiful? You read it. It's her sister. And that really touched me one time when my sister was um, grieving in front of her loss and I was with her. The sisters are beautiful. Anyway, um, but 
Jesus is in agony. He's dying. The weight of the sin of the world is on him. But he looks at Mary, his mother, and he says, Dear woman, here's your son, John. Here's your son. And then he looks at John and says, Here is your mother. So right in the very middle of the sacrifice of the world, Jesus loves his mother. And from that time on, John the disciple took Mary into his home and looked after her. Isn't that beautiful? What a beautiful way to end. Um, So motherhood is a precious God-given gift. And from the moment of conception, God designed that baby to be protected, loved, nourished in the womb, and then birthed and then nurtured in a family. Hallelujah. As a church, let's support that. Every, every way we can, let's support families and mothers. Grandparents, get involved in your children's grandparents' children's lives. There's a verse in Deuteronomy, you will teach this to your children and to your grandchildren. Yeah, so I'm committed. But I, what I'd like us to do is just maybe can you stand to your feet and I just want to pray for us. I want you to go home, celebrate your mother. If your mother wasn't what you wanted, couldn't meet your needs what you want, how you wanted her to, maybe you've got a deep grief when you think of your mother. Well, she gave you birth, number one, but thank God for that and then thank him that he can be a father and a mother to you. And I bet, I know, that a lot of those people that haven't had a mother like that have had a mother like the Apostle Paul did, who was a mother to them. So there's a challenge for all of us. Be a mother to people. Look for those that are hurting and broken and bring them in. Father, we just thank you for this day that we in our modern society have chosen to celebrate motherhood, but, oh, we should celebrate it all the time. Thank you for your plan, the the wonderful plan of birth and parenting and family. And Lord, thank you for all those that are mothers here today. I pray for every one of them, for the ones that are, it's just beautiful at the moment, for the ones where it's difficult, whatever, that you'll encourage their hearts that you'll help them know that what they are giving and have given their lives to is one of the most important things that they could ever have done. Lord, may you just celebrate them today. Let them know that you're applauding them. And I pray that we will just rest in your love today, that we will celebrate in the love of God that takes in the Father's love, the Mother's love. Father, thank you for that. Thank you that you wanted to, you were like one who would lift up the child to the cheek. Lord, may we all feel the nearness of your presence, your love, your embrace. And may we uh, thank you for everything, the hard times, the tired times, everything. Lord, thank you that You have given this model, this beautiful plan to us. And 
we just thank you with all our hearts. In Jesus' name. Amen.